The Punished The morning star was just fading in the violet sky as the huge wooden cart, crowded with naked slaves, moved slowly over the castle drawbridge. The white draft horses plodded steadily towards the winding road, and the soldiers drove their mounts close to the high wooden wheels, the better to catch with their thudding straps the naked legs and buttocks of the wailing slave princes and princesses. Frantically, the group huddled together on the rough boards, their hands bound to the back of their necks, their mouths gagged and stretched by little leather bits, plump breasts and reddened buttocks shivering. Some, in desperation, glanced back at the high towers of the darkened castle, but no one was awake, it seemed, to hear their cries and a thousand obedient slaves slept within, on the silken beds of the slaves' hall or in their masters' and mistresses' sumptuous chambers, unconcerned for those incorrigible ones who were borne away now in the wobbling, high-railed cart towards the village auction. The commander of the patrol smiled to himself as he saw Princess Beauty, the crowned prince's dearest slave, press towards the tall, heavily muscled figure of Prince Tristan. She had been the last to be loaded into the cart. And what a lovely slave she was, he mused, her long, straight, golden hair hanging loose down her back, her little mouth straining to kiss Tristan in spite of the leather bit that gagged her. And how could the disobedient Tristan, with his hands bound to his neck as securely as those of any other punished slave, solace her now? the commander wondered. He debated with himself. Should he stop this illicit intimacy? It would be simple enough to pull Beauty out of the group and spread her legs as he bent her over the railing of the cart, spanking with his belt her plump, disobedient little sex for its impudence. Maybe Tristan and Beauty both should be set down on the road and whipped behind the cart to teach them a good lesson. But in truth, the commander felt just a little bit sorry for the condemned slaves, spoilt as they were, even the willful beauty in Tristan. By noon, they would all have been sold from the block, and during the long summer months of village service, they would learn plenty. The commander rode alongside the cart now, catching another succulent little princess with his belt, punishing the rosy pubic lips that peeped through a nest of glossy black curls, and he plied the strap all the harder when a long-limbed prince sought gallantly to shield her. Nobility, even in adversity, the commander laughed to himself, and gave the prince exactly what he deserved with the strap, all the more amused when he glimpsed the prince's hard and writhing organ. Well-trained, the lot, he had to admit, the lovely princesses with their nipples erect and faces flushed, the princes trying to conceal their swelling cocks, and as sorry as the commander felt for them, he couldn't help but think of the glee of the villagers. All year the villagers saved their money for this day, when only a few coins would purchase, for the whole summer long, a pampered slave who had been chosen for the court, trained and groomed for the court, and must now obey the lowliest kitchen maid or stable boy who bid high enough at the auction. And what an enticing group they were this time. Their rounded limbs, still fragrant with costly perfume, pubic hair still combed and oiled, as if they went to be presented to the queen herself, 
and not a thousand leering and eager villagers. Cobblers, innkeepers, merchants awaited them, determined to exact hard labor for their money, as well as pretty looks and abject humility. The cart jostled the crying slaves, tumbled them together. The distant castle was now no more than a great, gray shadow against the lightning sky, its vast pleasure gardens concealed by the high walls that surrounded it. And the commander smiled as he rode nearer to the thicket of lovely-shaped calves and high-arched feet in the cart, seeing a half-dozen splendid unfortunates pressed to the very front rail with no hope at all of escaping the soldiers' straps as the others crowded against them. All they could do was squirm under the playful assault, bearing hips and backsides and bellies again to the sting of the belts as they bowed their tear-stained faces. It was a luscious sight indeed.